Good evening, and welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. Where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals. Which is around 21 minutes. Indeed. So, um, what I wanted to discuss this evening, actually, was... Uh, wait, who are you? <laughs> That's a good point. It's been a while. Uh, my name's Shai. Shai Tally. Shai Tally. Sorry, Shai Tally. You're useless. I'm Ili- and I'm Ilias Kassan. And, and who, yeah, who? this is Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. Oh, we've we, gone... We, we've, we've done, done this. We've done this. Yeah, 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 but uh, like the path towards enlightenment is repetition. Really? Yeah, that's what isn't that what the Buddhists say, or like some of the dudes with beards? But then, why don't we repeat anything that we do successfully? Why don't we repeat anything we do successfully? Yeah, any time we have any success, we deviate from that formula almost instantly. Yeah, that's true, um, but that's probably because we're not enlightened. Being <laughs> like the Indians on the. What is it? No, I feel like we've already discussed. We've we discussed- definitely discussed enlightenment. We're not talking about transcendence. It, we, we're, we're not discussing this. About, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about any of that yogi, spiritual nonsense guru shit. So if we're not even listening to our own podcasts, are we expecting anyone? What are you on about? We are. <laughs> this is I've all listened, we listen to. That's all I listen to. I've got like the last three on repeat. Um, I just, to be honest, we're only recording this because I need another podcast to listen to myself. Yeah, that's true. We, we're running out of material quite quickly. There's yeah. only so many times you can listen to the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, exactly. So we do have an affinity towards repetition. No, that's true. But it's just as long as that we are within the thing that's being repeated. Yeah, but that's because it's we're just, just like, so egotistical. Yeah, yeah. I think the, there's repetition providing it's within the context of narcissism is like really our sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, no wonder no one will ever love us as much as we love ourselves. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. You don't think so? You think so? You think somebody will love us as much as we love ourselves? I, 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 no, well... No, that's definitely not possible. No, but I think that's why we're trying to look for, like, reflections of ourselves. So hopefully they can love us as much as we do. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, but, but, like, generally, like, seriously, like, you're just trying to date the female version of me and I'm trying to date the female version of you. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. Yeah, just so we can tolerate the other person. But if we look at our friendship, actually, it grew quite organically. Whereas when I go on dates... I As opposed to others, like, which were from, like, uh, Petri dishes. Yes. <laughs> which were very forced. Forced friendships. But when we go on dates, we actually, uh, I just assume that they're already at our level of friendship, which is why they don't understand my chat at all. Yeah, but I think we have this problem with, like, we do this always. We always assume everybody is, like, our, our best friend. Best friend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they've only met us. Yeah. All right. They've only just met. Okay, I feel like we're very much off topic. <laughs> off pissed. Yeah, but we haven't really decided the topic. What is the topic? No, so. Like, maybe that can be the topic. What? There is no topic. Like, yeah, like, uh, maybe some idea of, like, chaos and order or decision. Uh, like, um, sort of spontaneity versus uh, kind of planning and shit like that. Like, organized. No, but we know that organized spontaneity is the key to life. We don't yeah. need to discuss that. Okay, full stop, draw full, Yeah, yeah, organized one. Okay. What was the, the one, what did we talk about doing? So, actually, I had a topic. I had a topic. Okay, yeah. So, I, uh, I had a realization last night, actually. And it was one of those realizations that only you only really happen at, like, five in the morning when you're slightly intoxicated. So, I'm, like, in my bathroom, and I'm brushing my teeth, looking in the mirror at myself. And uh, I realized that I, I don't have a soul. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I realised. Uh, and it's not because uh, I don't believe in a soul. I very much believe in the soul, but I believe that I haven't acquired a soul yet. And then I went and looked at my housemate while uh, he was sleeping, and I noticed that he didn't have a soul. 
He doesn't have a soul either. So, yeah, yeah. No, but not because I don't believe in the soul, but because he hasn't acquired it yet. <laughs> Is this from how he's sleep, sleeping? Yeah, yeah. Like, the space between his snores were well, I can't... too long, too long for a soulful interaction. Really <laughs> well, I can't really explain it, but I, I feel it makes perfect sense. That, I mean, confusing. Yeah, exactly. What, what about no, you? No, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, yeah, I get the idea that you don't have a soul. That makes sense. Uh, but you're saying other people do have souls. Uh, I'm saying very limited people and animals on Earth have souls. Okay, so we've got to acquire there's a, souls. Yeah, there's a very finite number of souls, and one has to acquire them. So how do you how do you go from acquiring them? Well, right. you said repetition is the key to enlightenment, right? And okay. then potentially that's how one would acquire a soul. But I. Think, but what are you repeating? A mantra, maybe. But I actually think the people that do have a soul uh, are the people that are worshipped most of all. Okay. So there's no there's no people who are like. Um, Worshipped based on sort of like brainwashing or some conditioning. Or some <laughs> no, but I meant like the, the Dalai, Lama, um, Dalai Lama rather would be a good example of someone who has acquired a soul because he's got so much good positive energy towards him. And, and that's he how one. Well. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> but that's how one would acquire a soul. Like you need an overwhelming uh, force of positive energy. Like, and that will implant wait, a soul into to you. To you or like you were. To you. So you're just saying. Like stand by an oven for like. <laughs> no, well, I don't. Because I don't think uh, you would be able to create enough energy to create a soul within yourself. It would have to be a recipient of like a, a lot of positive energy to coming towards you, and then you could create. Then a soul would implant itself in within you. Okay, so so where do you get this good energy from? Because if nobody else has souls. No, no. So the positive energy will create the soul. Yeah, but where's the positive energy come from? From people. Yeah, but if they don't have souls, why, how can they have positive energy? Yeah, but they're like a positive feeling of uh, goodwill towards you. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, that, I mean, that makes sense. But then what is a soul anyway? Like, what are we talking, calling a soul? I don't actually know. It's not like an... If it's not an energetic field or something... Yeah, but it is an energetic field, right? But it's just an energetic field of overwhelmingly positive energy. Which is like a really dense... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, and it can't be broken. It can't be broken. No. So you can't have a broken soul? No. But you cannot have a soul, and then you get a soul, but then you can't break it? No, then once you have a soul, you're ready to transcend. Transcend what? I don't know. <laughs> but one... <laughs> so wait, so once you have... It's not like, it's not like the like, idea of like the yogi's left his body. No, no, I don't know where that comes from. That sounds nonsense. <laughs> that sounds like nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but what we're talking about is good. Okay, so we've basically... Uh, some like couple of seven people in the world have souls. No, I would say, yeah, yeah, but once you have the soul, that's when uh, people are just very receptive towards you. Yeah. So you acquire it from this overwhelming uh, uh, sense of positive energy, and then once you have it, you use that positive energy to try and spread more positive energy. Okay, that sounds nice. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, maybe it doesn't make that much sense. Maybe I need to draw it out. Maybe I need to draw a diagram. Maybe I need to contact the Dalai Lama. So the Dalai Lama is that who are like? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't. Know, well, I really want to say you know like uh, maybe like someone like Justin Bieber who gets an overwhelming amount of positive energy at one of his concerts, right? If you got like uh, ten thousand, a hundred thousand people screaming your name, like wishing will, wishing goodwill towards you, 
Like, would Adele have a soul, for example? Wait, wait, but you're comparing Justin Bieber to Adele? No, they're the, they're the same, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the same. same. They're just pop stars, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have souls because right, they no, But, but, but in my theory, those people would probably have souls, right? Yeah, because they have... But what about this, like, you have all this energy and then there's, like, this, like... Then they have no positive energy thrown at them and they just go home and, like, masturbate and eat pot noodles. Yeah, but once you have the energy within you and the soul is created, it will still be there. Okay. And so they get... Hmm. This is interesting. Well, I think it's the I think it's the solution. So you're saying like, but pop stars are the most soul-based beings. Well, yeah. In my theory, they're the most revered, right? Yeah, but and you're saying reverence has something to do with? Well, yeah, okay, because there's the positive energy yeah, is thrown yeah. at them. Yeah, because positive energy is thrown at them. But can you like? Um, miss like misreceive that energy so it just like feeds the ego rather than the soul but what is what is the soul if it's nothing but ego right why do you why does everyone Wait, think what is the soul, soul? Just, what, like what are we defining as the soul so i'm saying it's an energetic field but for everyone to think so what's an ego <laughs> not an energetic field but doesn't an everyone... energetic field <laughs> yeah a negative energetic field right Okay, I guess, yeah. And everyone has an ego. But if somebody but is just shouting your name and stuff, that definitely feeds the ego, doesn't it? Well, to a lot of people, at least. Do you think so? Yeah. Like, pop stars have, like, huge narcissistic complexes, don't they, generally? Yeah, no, I suppose. But it'd be, it's hard to be humble when you're, you know, that adored. We find it's hard to be humble, and we only adore each other. So I was just doing the uh, dishes, and I've come to a realisation, actually. Why do you always do the dishes, like, in the middle of a podcast? Why can't you just wait till the end? Yeah, but then that's when you do the best thinking, right? When you're washing the dishes. Yeah. Because your mind is occupied with... Yeah, but the... why, why are you thinking during our podcast? <laughs> can you save the thinking till the end? Yeah, that's true. Our podcast works better when we don't think before we speak. Exactly. Thinking's just... It's not, it's not, good. It's not good for your health. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not good for, it's not good for entertainment. No, but you're right, because there's a common misconception that overthinking leads to bad decisions, when really it's just thinking at all leads to bad decisions. Because you should just be trusting your gut. Yeah. So it's only constipation that causes, like, benefit. No, diarrhea leads to good decisions. Constipation is the, is the thinking of the bowels. Yes, exactly. So diarrhea is when you're most likely to make the best decisions. Okay. Which is ironic, because if you have diarrhea all the time, then you probably will die. But... Yeah, um, if you die, well, but, but why, is, why is that, like, is that a bad thing? <laughs> Actually, no, okay, so this brings us on back to the soul idea. So I realised that uh, I don't have a soul, uh, and, you know, you're asking about how I can gain a soul, and I didn't really know, but I figured it out. You've got to cultivate your garden, and I thought that meant that, you know, you had to have children of your own, or raise other children, or teach other children, but it actually just means that you need to... Like your pubic hair? No, no. (laughs) No, it just means you need to garden, which is why so many people in London don't have a soul, because we all live in, like, apartments without gardens. Oh, that? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so when Voltaire says, cultivate your garden, he actually means that you need to garden. He doesn't mean that you need to... It's not like a metaphor. It's not a metaphor for him. It's not the gardener, even. No, no, no. And it's not about... Voltaire wouldn't... No, when, when he wouldn't use metaphors. Use metaphors no, and also, philosophers don't I. use metaphors. No, they only speak in truth. 
<laughs> they're only speaking the truth. Like, and Voltaire drank too much coffee to say anything. Yeah, which is a, which is ironic because we don't drink any. No, but is that the sign of a good philosopher? If they the drink? amount of coffee they drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what do you think about my realization? Um, your realization that you can't. I think this is actually pretty profound because. I think uh, there's probably the ridiculous point of view which you're coming from, but also, yeah, uh, I just like the idea. Like, I think the soul is definitely like a, an ability to feel connected to a sort of spiritual reality or yeah. uh, the the trueness of some internal soul, metaphysical la la la, is based on our connection with nature and the space from which we came from. The like our, our rooting in the natural world, and I think to like cultivate the garden is like firstly to yeah, give exactly. and right. to sort of grow something yeah, and yeah. to allow you to be connected to where you came from. Well, I just think it's really naive that people think that they're born with a cell. Like uh, everything, everything develops, like our brain develops, our lungs develop, our kidneys develop. Why would our... Yeah, but you're born with a brain, right? No, but you're born, but maybe you're... But you're not. But like the zygote doesn't have a brain, right? Yeah, exactly. But then why do you think it still has a soul? Yeah, but that's... I don't know if people say the zygote has a soul. Oh, no. Yeah, but then, then that implies yeah, yeah. that you get a soul somewhere along, like... Along that. Yeah, along that path, right? Yeah. But at what point does it come? I, I generally think it comes after you're born, and not everyone has a chance to access it. But not when you're born. Like, not the, when it, you're it born. It can become, like, 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I still... But, why, but, but nobody gets a brain 30 years later. What do they? Yeah, but if... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we still haven't got ours yet. But what about if you have a soul... But what about if you're born with an illness, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you could be missing a chromosome. So you could be missing a soul, right? Yeah. True. Well, I, I guess it depends on what your definition of a soul. If the soul is the, the very essence of your being that finds a form in which to inhabit, then no. Okay, but if so the can't... soul is the very essence of your being, then why is everyone saying follow your soul? Because how would you possibly know what the essence of your being is? Like, you know, now that we're becoming quite popular but on Instagram... No, people don't... Do you say people say follow your soul? Yeah. They follow your heart. No, Instagram but is... there's only of... people with high blood pressure. <laughs> no, but Instagram, now that we're popular on Instagram, Instagram is full of people saying, you know, follow your soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what does that... What does that even mean? Follow your soul, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so like your, your internal purpose or whatever. Yeah, but how do you know what your internal purpose is? Well, it just depends how much time you spent in the garden, right? Yeah, that's true. But also, if your soul was your essence of being, and then that was connected to spirituality and nature, then why would people follow their soul and, you know, end up as a stockbroker? Or why would they follow their soul no, but I don't think and they are. Like, cheat on their wives? Yeah, yeah, but there's... Well, I think there's... Um, like, with everything, we can find some sort of logic or idea to further our desires yeah, that's very um, true. in any way we want. And we can ascribe any kind of logic or any sort of so why, sentence or reason to, to um, further some sort of... Uh, it could be like just a momentary desire or yeah, some then, frivolous it, desire. Yeah. But then I think if you're a bit more like honest and genu- uh, genuine with yourself, then you can do a meditation and then... Yeah, or like really the, like... When you really look at yourself yeah. and you try and figure out what... Um, like what, what your purpose is or what your essence is or whatever, then I think it can be beneficial. Yeah, but isn't that, the soul is exactly what you've just described, right? It exists, like it's a concept that people have exist, put into existence to further our desires, right? People justify things by saying, you know, be good in this life and then your soul will continue on to the next life or 
you know, be true to your soul is another way of saying be kind, right? The soul just exists as a concept to help people be good. To help people be good? Yeah. It's just another way of helping people be good, right? Some people call it the soul. What's the difference between the soul and God? Well, I mean, generally people think God... I mean, I don't necessarily think this is, but the God is something outside of the self and the soul is something with inside of the self. Yeah, but isn't God within all of us? Isn't yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that the general notion of is like an omnipresence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But still, most people consider a soul to be an individual thing born of each. Do you essence. think you have a soul? Well, like my kind of understanding of this or how I kind of see it is that um, we exist as energetic localities yeah. in like an omnipresent energetic capacity and then we're all right? connected energetically yeah so we're all connected we it's to so be connected, right? just in the same way that um matter is like a um a density yeah like of space right on the metaphysical le- level um the souls of people are densities like uh densities of energy of god or of uh, space of an energetic sort of and then that energy spirit. is the soul yeah yeah so that density of energy is that the soul is the soul and that's what that's what's inhabited in and that, different I, and that exists independent of our outer like human shell or tortoise shell or whatever um so do you believe that pigeons have independent, a soul, I don't know about yeah I would say I don't, I don't I don't really see why a human being would have a soul and other animals wouldn't what about plants but I can't really yeah, I think maybe there's there might be, I don't know exactly, but the densities themselves might be different of this energy. Right? Isn't that kind of fits so what like, I'm saying? But like, so would a bigger person think, have a bigger soul than a smaller person? Or would I have a bigger soul than a rat? Like, is, is that relative? Is size relative when it comes to the soul? I don't think it's to do with size. Maybe, it could be. Like, you think just an elephant has a bigger soul than... Any, than a mouse? Yeah, or than us. But I'm quite pro equality. Like I would yeah. like to live in a world that everyone had the same size soul, right? Yeah. But then everyone would have the I same capacity so. to. So I think I think exist. the way in which we kind of like hierarchize um, animals and plant life and this sort of stuff is based on empathy. It's just based on how much we can relate to that that species of being. So we consider ourselves to have souls. We consider us to be like yeah, very yeah, yeah. Um, thinking, feeling beings. And we look at somebody, like an animal, which seems somewhat to mirror our behavior and our engagement with the world. And we ascribe the thinking and feelingness to that um, animal. So we can say that the dog has a soul, but we look at an ant and we don't see an ant behave and respond in the same uh, way that we do. So we don't ascribe a soul to it as much. Yeah, but and then when we see a plant, we're like, no, this can't have a soul. And then no, we see no, a rock, we're like, motherfucker, no. Yeah, but, but is that only because the ant doesn't respond to us in any way? But I think that probably does respond to us, but not in the way that we necessarily understand. Like, not in the way that we can... Well, but it, the ant runs away from us, right? Yeah, often. So maybe that's why we think it doesn't have a soul. Because it's Cause not it's running away. Because it's running away from us. Yeah, but, but, I think it, a lot it, of but it could just, we could just have like a... Like, you know, there could be just like a negative um, electromagnetic well, force. Great. But then plants are... Yeah, actually, that's a good point. But, uh, like magnets, right? Yeah. But uh, plants... But a lot of people see plants and see beauty, right? Like yeah. the little prince, right? He definitely thought the uh, the rose had a soul, right? 
And I think we've all thought that plant at some point has a soul. Yeah, I think like at least like a living force or an energy, and or like a tree, right? Like a huge, yeah. beautiful tree. I think it definitely has a life force. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, for me, I, I mean, I've spent time, you know, hugging trees yeah. and talking <laughs> to plants and stuff, and it's kind of. It seems I don't know. It sounds so crazy that like t- the idea of talking to plants, but the, I think it's sort of in a sense crazier not. To, yeah, but do you only talk to them because they don't talk back? You can just continue with your thoughts. Yeah, it, yeah. I, that's why I love plants. Like with you in this podcast, like, <laughs> you're always wanting to talk or something. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. Um, but uh, I think like the idea that a like a plant has an energy. And yeah. that can actually receive and respond to what you're what you're doing or how you're behaving makes a lot of sense. Um, the idea that they interpret or feel the world in the same linguistic system that you make do, sense. That I, str- make. Yeah, yeah, I struggle yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. But but then that suggests that anything can be receptive to us, right? Yeah, I mean, like anything I, I from think a, like anything with an energy, right? Anything with an energy. Yeah, well, I think, like, a presence of something or someone does not have no effect on its environment and never can do. Yeah, so, like, we, we us in the presence of an ant doesn't, ant doesn't do nothing to the ant and doesn't do nothing to us. We might not be so aware of it and it might be so yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they all affect each other. Everything, every little thing affects each other in the environment and the composition of things. So back to my theory that we don't, that I don't think I have a soul or maybe one can gain a soul. Do you ascribe to that theory that potentially when you, so you have a soul, but it continues to cultivate within you. So at the start of your life, you potentially have a small soul. And by the end of your life, hopefully you have a bigger soul. And maybe for other people, it goes the other way around, right? They start off with a, a normal sized soul and it decreases. Do you ever like plateau? But in life, would you ever plateau? You would never plateau in life. Right? Well, like life's kind of like a curve in general. Like, yeah, but there's you, peaks and troughs, right? I don't think there's ever no, but a I think, But often you can compare like uh, being a baby with being a... Oh, yeah, it's more um, like... Yeah, old, yeah. Uh, old person, right? And then yeah, yeah. the circle of life, it's sort of you start to mimic the attributes you had as a child. Yeah, but right? I'm focusing specifically so on like, a soul. You know, but you know the way energy peaks in troughs. Yeah. Like I think it would be impossible <coughs> for a soul to plateau. Okay, so you're just going, so you're going up and down, and it's all yeah. just quite chaotic. Yeah, or maybe you're just going up. like an ECG, maybe. Yeah, like an ECG, right? Because your faith would, uh, or whatever causes your soul to grow, there would be peaks and troughs, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Because we deviate from nature and we deviate from spirituality, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, that makes sense. Like, we I'm don't pretty much it hundred percent, right, all the time. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just weird that the soul seems like, as a concept, something which is very like tidy and like whole. Yeah, and it's not like we don't see it as this like moving, evolving thing. Yeah, but really, it's a lot more fluid, right? Yeah, maybe actually. But I was really like not with you. Yeah, but until now. Until now. So should we start the podcast right now? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. Like I don't know if we see everything else. Like we see love as a fluid energy. We see everything as a fluid, sort of moving energy that can peak and trough. Why wouldn't we see the soul in that way? Yeah, but, but why do people there, see the soul as just a like yeah, fully formed but thing? But aren't you born with a something, with an energy, that like a dynamic energy, yeah, rather than like why would nothing? That, but why would that energy not grow 
Or why would yeah, it not yeah. decrease? Okay, so it can grow, but you're born with something. It's not you're born with nothing. You're born with a soul that morphs, that, that, that is dynamic. But it's not like you, you find one like while looking at the you know, uh, grape aisle in Sainsbury's. But I do think that that's how you get a soul. Maybe not Saint, maybe grapes. Waitrose, huh? but like, definitely not in Sainsbury's. But definitely yeah, yeah. maybe in Waitrose or maybe, but maybe through gardening, right? Or maybe through having children of your own and like, you know, putting somebody else first. Yeah, I think that's definitely... Because I think the, the idea, idea of like... Are, are, are there enough souls to go around for everyone to be born with a soul? Um, like with overpopulation and like... Yeah, yeah that's... Like how, how and you, if there's reincarnation going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? They keep coming back into And especially world. if you're throwing the animal kingdom into it and the plant life and the trees... Like, how, there, how can there be that much energy? Like, surely... Yeah. yeah, but you can say, like, you know, are there enough atoms to go around? Okay, no, that... Okay. But I just... Uh... Maybe not. Yeah, but okay, but fine. But if everyone has a soul, what's the point of a soul? What, what, what the hell? It's, it's like, if everybody has eyes, what's the point of eyes? It serves a function, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, if we say the soul is... Like, the body is the home for a soul to inhabit. But then, okay, fine. So say everyone has a soul. Why do so few people, few people access their soul? Or why do so few people even take it into account? Yeah, but not everybody believes in a soul, either. Oh, so do you think that you have to... You only have a soul if you believe in it? Oh, maybe that's interesting. Yeah, actually. like, because so, I, so I have a right foot, regardless of whether I believe in it or not. So right? I definitely think that, okay, like, uh, your relationship with the world, um, like, changes... Quite fundamentally, whether you believe in your relationship, if there is a soul and you don't believe that you have a soul, then you you mask its interaction with the with the world, right? But if you believe in a soul and you do have a soul, then it frees its like space into the into to inhabit the world and interact with the world. But is it a fluid belief? I don't know anyone that you know doesn't believe in a soul and then now believes in a soul and vice versa. I think people are very stuck on their no, beliefs within themselves. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, generally, people are very stuck until they're unstuck and then they get stuck <laughs> again in another... <laughs> in a different place. place. In a different yeah, place, yeah, yeah, right? in a different space. Yeah, we're just all playing stuck in the mud. But with different uh, with ideas. Of the cosmos, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. playing stuck, stuck in the mud, mud with, with ideas. ideas. Exactly. But then we should be fluid with ideas, right? Yeah. So at the start so. of this podcast, I didn't believe that I had a soul... But at the end of this podcast, I know how to get a soul. Have you got one? And why would I want one? Yeah, yeah. You still haven't explained to me why I would want one. So say I have a soul, what do I fucking do with it? Because it's, because it's all the rage. Everybody wants a soul. <laughs> okay? 